Welcome, everybody, to the Bush and Me Show, week two. We already had one week of football. It was a little weird. Um, we had a lot of upsets, though. We had a lot of good individual plays still. Jacksonville, Jaguars upset the can, Colts. I, can, I, can I say something? Can I address the, the elephant in the room? I'm in the car. I'm not in my usual setting. <laughs> we, we have to do this because you go to bed every night between 8 and 8.30, so I don't want to mess up your precious... Uh, sleep schedule. So this is the situation that we're in. I need my beauty sleep, man. I'm up. I'm up at four thirty, five o'clock every day. So well, then you need to go to sleep at four thirty, five o'clock if you're trying to get some beauty sleep. I appreciate you, you being a team. Longer. I appreciate you being a team player. And I understand why you didn't take the roles out tonight. You don't want filming the roles. <laughs> <laughs> what roles are you talking about? <laughs> let's do, let's get one, into it. Week one, we had some upsets. Jacksonville over the Colts. Cardinals beat the 49ers. One of my picks, the Washington football team, came back from 17 down to beat the Eagles and one of your picks, which is why I'm wearing your old Chicago Bears jersey. You called it the Bears. The Bears came back and beat the Detroit Lions. What what were your uh, first, first takeaways from week one, Bush? Honestly, I thought it was good football. You know, if you go back to uh, our, our week one show, I was I was a little worried about the the quality of the play, and if I was going to see the game excitement that we're used to seeing. But I'm gonna let you know that week one to me did not disappoint at all. I was a fan of the games. I didn't see any letdown. But I, what I really think it was was that you got to realize there was no preseason, there was no OTAs, there was no inner squad scrimmages, there was, you know. Uh, no dress rehearsals, you know, before the regular season started. So I think this was just like a lot of pent up anger that the guys had. They were, they were ready to get out there to hit somebody else other than their friends and teammates. So I was a big <laughs> fan of it, you know. Or maybe I just missed football so much. I didn't care what the product looked like. I was just happy to see it. There you go. Because there definitely was some uh, some timing issues, like you said. We mm-hmm. talked about last week the five new faces and new places. If you run through those quarterbacks, I got some stats here for you. Tom Brady threw two picks in that game for your Saints to win. He was 23 of 36, not the best showing. Yeah. Um, you got Phillip Rivers threw a late pick there. He, he had a lot of yards, but threw a, you could tell the time he was off his receiver. Threw two picks, one was late, costly in that upset. Cam looked good, but most of that was on the ground. He was 15 and 19 through the air, 155 yards, two rushing touchdowns though for you fantasy players out there. That's so, that's solid though. I mean, it's solid. It's week one. You know, we really got to put into perspective. It's week one, and, I, and I'm I'm gonna just reverse it for you one time. You already said Tom Brady and getting his timing down with his receivers. Man, Godwin just uh, entered a concussion protocol. Mike Evans is hobbled a little bit. You know, we didn't even know if he was gonna play last week. So I'm gonna be interested to see what week two looks like for Tampa Bay. Sorry, I'm sorry. Carry on. You're good. Well, luckily, luckily they go against the Panthers and not another team like your Saints. But uh, Teddy, speaking of the Panthers, Teddy had a decent game, 22 at 34, 270 yards and a titty, but couldn't get the W against Vegas. And then Tyrod got the W, but probably looked the worst out of all of them. 16 at 30, 208 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, seven rushing yards. So it's not like he did anything with his legs either. Right. New faces, new places, timing issues there. Uh, but like you said, it was good to have the NFL back, just to have some games on TV. Amazing. I actually went out. I actually went out to watch them, man. I had they had every game on, and it was like, man, real life's slowly coming back. So I guess you weren't social distancing, huh? <laughs> I was. I had a mask on. 
Okay. Okay. That's cool. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. One more stat from week one from the stat man. Your boy Ryan Fitzmagic mm. uh, passes Y.A. Tittle and Troy Aikman on the all-time passing yards list. Two Hall of Famers. With 47 yards, he'll pass another Hall of Famer, Steve Young. That kind of stuck out to me. He's been in there for uh, he's been in there for 16 years. Eight different teams, journeyman. Yeah, he's going to pass Steve Young. She should pass him at the end of the first quarter. 47 yards. That's a that's a couple deep ball to uh, to Devontae Parker or Jakeem Grant. That's a pretty cool stat, man. That's that's pretty awesome. 16 years, you're definitely going to be able to rack up some yards and definitely rack up some stats. So he's definitely in the record books. Don't be giving away your picks too early. We're going to save those for the end of the show. Uh, I won't do that. You know me. <laughs> you know me. Uh, jump jump into Bush's big ballers for us last week. You gave us some in-depth analysis of some line play. Some of it played out exactly how you said it would with that insight. Some of it, eh. It was a little shaky. Let me give you, <laughs> let, let me give you a little recap. Let me give you a little recap on Bush's big ballers. I'm not going to take too much time, but look, this is what we're going to do. I loved my first three picks. The Colts, the Saints, and the Ravens. The Colts... What you know, they did protect Phillip Rivers pretty good, but the one thing that was that stuck out to me, he did have 357 yards, but they rushed the ball only 22 times for 88 yards. They had a solid yards per carry. I would love to see a little bit more balance come out of come out of the Indianapolis Colts. Then let's move on to the Saints. The Saints did get the win. It was a tough competitor. Tom, uh, Tom did come in to New Orleans, but New Orleans did get the win. Drew didn't even have 200 yards passing on 31 attempts. But here's the stat that really stuck out to me, and they're going to have to really fix this. 82 yards on 34 attempts for 2.4 yards per carry. I do love the 34 attempts. I think that is really solid. What you're doing is you're wearing the defense down. But 2.4, it's not going to cut it. Let's find a way to get Alvin Kamara the ball a little bit more on the outside of those edges because that's where he's really at his best. He can run it inside as well. Um, but let's move on to the Ravens. The Ravens did not skip a beat, it looked like. Lamar Jackson came out just like he did last year, firing on all cylinders. Uh, pretty much a perfect um, passer rating, 270 yards on 26 passes. And the great thing I love, 30 attempts rushing the ball. The Ravens look really solid. They, got, they can continue to build on that. But here's where the question marks start to kind of seep into my list. The Cowboys at number four, they didn't do the greatest job protecting Dak. They did give up three sacks. Dak was on his back a little bit too too much for me in that game. I feel like they had a solid plan for Aaron Donald. They had double teams. They were having the guard get a little help from Ezekiel, but you saw what he did to Ezekiel. He lifted this grown man up and put him on his back. Mm. That's serious. You got to stick to the AD plan. Uh, they just got to be a little bit better. But the one thing that I do love about the Dallas Cowboys, check this out. 136 yards on 27 carries. That gives you five yards per carry. That's something you can build on. They're going to build on that. And they're going to fix the pass protection issues. I can promise you that. And now let's move on to my fifth one for you want for you guys who tuned in. This one hurt me a lot a lot because I wasn't even going to put them there. But I said, you know what? They had some success last year. They're going to build off of it. But damn it, I made a mistake with the Philadelphia Eagles putting them on my initial <laughs> top five list. Oh my goodness, they gave up eight sacks. That is a bad day at the office. It might not just be all the offensive linemen. It could be a little timing issue. Carson Wentz does have to get that ball out. 
but I'm not going to take any credit away from the Washington football team. They brought it, led by Ryan Kerrigan, who was also defensive player of the week for the NFC. They had no balance at all, and they were up 17-0. 42 pass attempts, guess how many yards they had? 208. That's not going to cut it. 57 rushing yards on 17 attempts, that's not going to cut it. You have the lead. Open up the playbook, Mr. Peterson. You got to open up the playbook. They need to step it back up this week. That's my recap of Bush's Big Ballers. Two of my first three. Dallas might move down a tick, uh, but Philly, it, it was a rough outing. Kind of a rough week, kind of a rough week. Who you got Who you got for us this week, though, on Bush's Big Ballers? Bush's, Bush's Big Ballers. Here we got my AFC matchup. I'm excited about this one. I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> the Chargers host the Chiefs. The Chiefs going to be well-rested going into L.A. The Chargers did give up 122 yards versus Cincinnati. The Chiefs O-line looked really solid, though, led by uh, – they, they did a really good job of opening up holes, opening up lanes, and they let this rookie, Edwards Hilaire, from LSU, get a hunt – well, him and the rest of their running backs got 166 yards on 34 attempts. I'm, I'm, I said it earlier. I'm going to continue to say it, me. Balance is key, baby. Balance is key to winning these games. They had 34 rushes. Check this out. 32 passes, 32 passes. Mahomes only got sacked one time. I love it. And the thing about going into this game, you got to be balanced. Get Find a way to get your O-line started early because you, you want to slow the pass rush down of Ingram and Bosa. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and what that is, it's, it's running the ball, staying ahead of the chains. That's staying ahead of the chains. That's the most important part of it. And then you're able to get the third and short, third and medium. You can open up the playbook a little more. The quarterback can get the ball out of his hands. That's my AFC matchup when it comes to Bush's big ballers this week. I love it. I love it. Spreads nine in that game, too. So it should be uh, should be proven in the trenches, like you said. They need some good balance there to cover that nine points. Yeah. You got an I NFC one for us? I do have an NFC one. I'm, and you, you thought go. I was exci- you thought I was excited about the last one, me? <laughs> Holy moly! I'm ready to go. Listen to this one. You got the Cardinals, who did stun the uh, the San Francisco 49ers last Sunday. I was a big fan of that game. But here's the issue, big dog. They host the Washington Football Team. This is a battle that I cannot wait to see. Them boys in Washington had eight sacks, not just eight sacks, but then you have three turnovers. The team was down 17-0, to zero, and who brought them back? The defense. They gave them an opportunity to get back into the game. How do you get an opportunity to get back in the game, me, you asked? I don't know if you did ask, but I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> you, give them extra, you give them extra possessions, and you give them short fields. Football is a game of, uh, of momentum, and they had the momentum. Once you start getting those turnovers, it's just like a, a spark gets lit up under you, and you're, and you're ready to get back out there on the field. But let me let me let me show you let me let me tell you what the Cardinals did. What did I say earlier? What's 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 the uh, word of the day? What's the word of uh, of this podcast? Can you Balance. guess it? Balance, Balance is key, brother. Listen to this: forty pass attempts for two hundred and thirty yards, thirty-six rushing attempts for one hundred and eighty. But here's my issue right here: the offense and Kyler Murray, they're gonna have to do a better job of taking care of the ball. They turned the ball over twice. You don't want to do that against this team. This is a team that feeds off of turnovers. They're going to feed off of their defense until their offense catches up. They're led by a rookie in Dwayne Haskins. Let's get it going. Cut the turnovers out, but this is going to be a good game. The juggernaut offense against a defense that came out to ball last week. 
I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, excited about this. This is going to be a big baller showdown that uh, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see, and I can't wait to talk about it with you next week. Two great games you highlighted there with some great D linemen. So some offense linemen got to step up, step up to the test this weekend. Got to. Love it. Love that segment, man. Love that segment. Hope hope it's not uh, another Eagles turnout for those O-lines, but uh, we will wait and see. Yeah. I'm going to jump into my fantasy picks for you guys. Last week, uh, we're, we're going to start over and say that because last week I gave you a guy who tore his ACL. I Jeez. gave you a guy who barely had 30 yards rushing. Wow. I, get, I gave you a guy if you waited till Monday night and took Daniel Jones like I suggested. You had a 19-play drive, but then gave the ball to the other team. I think he came away with 17, 18 points, but that's not going to win you. So we're going to start over here. Did some more research. Going to cut it down to just one sleeper at each position. Give it to me. One sleeper. Start with quarterback. Staying away from Daniel Jones this time. I'm going to go to somebody that struggled last week. We talked about him a little bit earlier. And you kind of highlighted that his O his O line is going to have to step up for him here too. Tyrod Taylor is his name. If you're looking for a sleeper this week, Tyrod Taylor, last week, 208 yards, no TDs, had a 75.8 QBR rating. I think he's going to step up better this week. Not only that, the Chiefs are expected to jump out to an early lead here, and I think they're going to need him to throw the ball more. He's got weapons on the field. Over-unders 48. Like I said, if you listened last week, always go to fantasy players with a high over-under because they're expecting a lot of points to be scored in that game. So Tyrod Taylor is going to be your sleeper quarterback. Okay, let's go. I'm not Moving to running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out next week. Moving to running back. I'm going with a guy who just got a little taste of the NFL week one. Had nine carries for 22 yards. Not a great day, right? But for you fantasy guys, he did catch six passes for 67 yards. So kind of made up for it a little bit. His name is Jonathan Taylor, rookie out of Wisconsin. He's going to be starting this week for the Indianapolis Colts. Marlon Mack is out for the season. He's injured. Um, this week they're gonna this week they're going up against the Vikings. Uh, they gave up 16 fantasy points to Aaron Jones last week in the Green Bay Packers running back. I think Jonathan Taylor's gonna have a big day. Take him as your running back sleeper. Moving to wide receiver. I'm excited about this one because I know you're gonna be excited about my pick here. Okay, let me see. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. This guy last week had three catches for 15 yards. Doesn't sound great, right? Why are you Found so excited his- though? Found his way into the end zone. I'm excited because he is on the New Orleans Saints, which is going to get you excited. His name's Emmanuel Sanders. Ah, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is out. Ball's got to go to somebody, right? I'm looking for Emmanuel Sanders to step up. He's, you're going to get good value here because he only had three catches for 15 yards. So if you're doing DraftKings, you can get some there. He stepped up everywhere he went. Pittsburgh, Denver, San Fran. Now it's going to be his time to step up in New Orleans. I think he's going to write a good script there. Monday night, too, against Vegas. So if, if you're down on your fantasy and you need somebody Monday night, digging that well, Emmanuel Sanders. The Saints, the Saints love Monday night. And I'll give you another little tidbit about the Saints. They got a lot of miles to feed down there. So Mike Thomas is going to be gone for – I mean, it's a high ankle sprain. This is nothing you want to rush back. So I'm going to say a minimum of three weeks, at least with a high ankle sprain. Now this gives Emmanuel Sanders a chance to step up, be the number one guy again, because you know when Mike Thomas gets back in the building, he ain't having none of that. He's going to have to go back to his number two slot. Mike will be one. But like you, but like we were saying, there's a lot of miles that Sean has to get the ball to down there. It is what it is. It comes with the territory. You got to find a way to make those playmakers go. 
I knew you would like that pick. I knew you would like that pick. It's a solid pick. Moving to tight end. Moving to tight end. This guy only had three catches for 38 yards last week. So, again, we're going with value here. People coming off, you know, unproductive weeks in fantasy. But his counterparts, three receivers on his team had nine catches each. And their names are Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Gage stepped in and had nine catches. So, I think that they're going – that's – sorry. The tight end's name is Hayden Hurst, and that team is the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to play Dallas this week. And the over-under is 52-and-a-half. It's the highest on the board. They're expecting this to be a shootout. A lot of points scored. And I think that those Dallas defensive backs are going to, you know, gauge to those receivers a little more, which is going to open up Hayden Hurst across the middle. If you need a value pick at tight end, look for Hayden Hurst because I think they're going to put up a lot of points this week. I, I like that pick. Uh, and, and going back to what you said, you you know what they want to do. They want to get the ball to Julio, but Julio is going to draw a double coverage for majority of the game. And, and just like you said, it's definitely going to give an opportunity for those tight ends going down the middle or some other people to get some opportunities. Hopefully for you, it's Hayden Hurst that's getting those opportunities. So these fantasy picks, these sleeper picks can continue to trend up, you know? <laughs> We're starting this week good. So just to recap, Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor at running back, Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. That's the one I feel most confident about. And tight end Hayden Hurst. All value picks there. So good luck to you guys in your fantasies this week. Moving on. Big fan of those picks. Moving on to our last segment, the picks, the ones you all wait for. Mm, I did pretty solid. I did solid last week. Two and one. You were two and one on Sunday. We're both three and three so far if you tie in Thursday and Monday night. So it's neck and neck right now, but you do have the one heads up win, which is once again why I'm wearing this yes. stupid jersey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so three more picks for you guys this Sunday. Bush, start it off for us. Uh, I'm going to go Jags at Titans. The spread is nine in favor right. of the Tennessee Titans, correct? Tennessee's Correct. coming off for a little bit of a short week. They played on Monday, but the good thing is they are playing at home. But I love what Gardner Minshew did the first week. This guy came out, threw the ball 20 times, completed mm. it 19 times. The Jags upset the Colts. That's a big win. It's a division. It's a division game. It's a big win for those guys. The spread is high. The Titans, like I said earlier, the Titans are coming off a little bit of a short week. I'm going to go Jags in this one. Jags at Titans. I don't know if they're going to win, but I really don't think the Titans are going to be able to beat them by nine. So if you're going to put a little cash on that game, I'm cool with you taking the Jags. <laughs> take the points. I was about to say, Jags going to be 2-0? and oh? oh, my God. Hey, I, you know, I ain't going to take it all there. Got it, yeah, got it, got take, it. take the points. Take the points. Well, if the Jags are going to keep that game close, there's a team in the AFC South that's going to need to keep up with them in the standings. I actually lost to them last week. My first pick this week is the Indianapolis Colts. Laying three points against the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just don't try. I watched the game last week too with the Vikings and the Packers, and Cousins just didn't impress me. He hasn't impressed me since he's been out there. I just don't think he's the answer there. And I think they're going to stack the box, shut Cook down, and make Cousins try to beat him. I think Rivers is going to outduel Cousins here. It's his first home game. They're only letting in 2,500 fans, but I mean, maybe he can impress those 2,500 people. <laughs> uh, he's just got to cut down those turnovers because those two interceptions were costly last week especially the one in the fourth quarter and like I said before I think this is Jonathan Taylor's coming out party he's going to run the rock everywhere one more stat for you Vikings are 0-11 when they play the Colts at the Colts home so it was 0-8 in Baltimore 0-3 in Indy 
Wow. 0-11. I'm looking forward to go 0 and 12. Take the Colts. They're going to beat them by more than a field goal. Stat man strikes again. There he goes. There he goes. I like that pick. I, I'm a fan of that pick. But you're right. Phillip Rivers has to do a better job of taking care of the ball. Let's stop giving them the ball in these clutch situations. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of that pick. You want me to go game two? Go game two. Game two? Look, man, I, I, I got I to wrap for my Dolphins one more time. Listen, the Bills come into town. Miami needs a better plan for a mobile quarterback because Cam Newton and uh, New England Patriots put up over 200 yards versus the Miami Dolphins last week. That's not the Brian Flores way. I am looking, I, I, I'm excited to see what kind of plan they have. Flores and the defensive coordinator, they have to come up with some kind of plan. Make Josh Allen beat you from inside the pocket. He does have a powerful arm, but when he gets outside that pocket, he's a tough runner. He can make those throws at times. He can be a little inaccurate, just like you saw last week. He was on He was on the run. He threw the ball in the back of the end zone, had a guy wide open. I would have probably caught it. He threw the ball 10 feet over. Uh, easy now. You know I had the best hand. You know I got some of the best hands on the East Coast. But listen, he threw. He he has. He does have some accuracy issues that I think he's going to get. He's continuing to get better at. But make this guy beat you from inside the pocket. Now here's another thing. They do have two. They have one great receiver and another good receiver. Okay, you got uh, Stephon Diggs and you have Cole Beasley out there. But I don't think they're going to have that much of an impact on the game. And here's why. Because you got two of the highest paid cornerbacks and two of the better cornerbacks in this league, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. I don't see those guys giving up big yards. I don't think they're going to beat them in the air, especially with those two guys. Keep this guy in the pocket. I know the spread is six. I like Miami at home. I, I, I want Miami to pull this game out. Because the Bills are up by six. I, I don't think if they do win them, if they do beat them, I don't think it's going to be by more than that. But I do like Miami at home. Bills, Bills are one of those becoming one of those public teams where they, you know, they blew the Jets out last week. And mm -hmm. I think I think the public looks at this and says, oh, I'll take the Bills less than a touchdown. Easy money. And then, right. boom, next thing you know, the Dolphins pulled up. So I like that pick, too. Exactly. You're going to make fun of my next pick. Uh, I took him in Mies Money Moves for over in the win total. I took him last week against your Chicago Bears. I'm taking them again. They're the Detroit Football Lions. They're I'll tell you what, you are, you are a loyal individual. <laughs> I'm a Lions fan all of a sudden. I didn't even see this coming. Yeah, I um, don't get it. <laughs> I dug into these numbers, man. They were up 23-6 to six going into the fourth quarter. They were winning in seven fourth quarters last year where they lost the game. So they just continued that from last year. I thought they were going to change some things up. But Swift is going to come out and have a big game to make up for that. He dropped the pass with six seconds left that would have won the game. Wide open. Uh, yeah, that's, very true. Very that's true. one of those plays where I think if the fans were there and he's not as focused on it, does he make that catch without even overthinking it? We'll never know. Big question mark here is going to be Kenny, Kenny Galladay. He's not practicing currently. Hopefully he comes back to practice and plays on Sunday because he's going to help us. But here's why I love these Detroit Lions. Same reason I just told you. They're getting less than a touchdown, which everybody's going to – public's going to be all over Green Bay on this one. Mm -hmm. Last year, they last year they played these same Green Bay Packers when they were 3-12-1. They played them twice. They lost both times on last-second field goals where they lost by combined four points. This same, the same Green Bay team. So I think yeah. they're going to play them close again. 
before that, they hadn't lost to them in two years. That's four straight games where they beat them. Two straight games, wow. they played them close. I think it's another uh, close game here. Take the six points in the line. That's, uh, I mean, look, you, you, you're talking, so you're telling me they're going to lose their home opener at Lambeau? Rodgers? Okay, we're going to see. You are very loyal. You were loyal to the Lions last year. I feel like you're loyal to them again this year. They just keep letting you down. That's okay. Because <laughs> I think my picks are going to be good. I feel good. Give me your third game. Third game. This team looked good in the first half and terrible the rest of the day. They had their quarterback on their back the whole game. And you told me that their offensive line was going to step up and be good. I just think it's going to everything's going to turn around this week. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles minus one over the Los Angeles Rams. Really now, so, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I don't know, man. That was my third one as well. The spread is one. I'm going with the Rams. Listen, ooh, they're going we got another head to head one, head to head. We do, we do. But listen, look, they're going to have a play for Aaron Donald. They're going to have a plan. I think they're going to do a better job of executing the plan than what uh, Dallas did last week. But then I think it's time for Brockers and these outside linebackers to step up, find a way to get to Carson Wentz. What Carson Wentz needs to be is get the ball out of his hand. Most of the time he does, but there's some oppor- there's some there's some ch- uh, times that he tends to hold on to the ball. He likes to pump it, pump it, pump it. You're not going to have that luxury this game. Aaron Donald is coming. They have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They put up some good numbers last year. Listen, I'm taking the Rams in the head-to-head battle. You know what time it is. I'm going Rams over Eagles. They had a good first outing. I feel like they played a little bit more motivated. I'm just going with the Rams. I like what they did, and uh, it's going to start with their defensive front. That's how I feel about that. But the, I, would, uh, the, I would, I would feel more comfortable if we had some of those pissed off, angry Eagles fans in the stands. Yeah, that would give yeah. us give us a little edge there. There's no fans, but I still think you know it's still a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. One o'clock, they're still going to be messed up a little bit there. You got Carson Wentz is going to be motivated to go against the only quarterback drafted higher than him in that 2016 draft. So they, they're always going to be compared together. He needs to get this win for his belt. And I just think, like we said, the Eagles O-line has to step up. They gave up eight sacks last week. Eight. And that wasn't even against a team. I mean, Redskins' D-line is good, but what? What? What do you got? No, I was just going to say, kind of going back to your point, their offensive line is going to find a way to fix the issues because they do have three – Great veteran leaders uh, that's that's still lining up. You got Kelsey in the middle. They did move Peters back to the left side. And Lane Johnson is still at right tackle. They're going to find a way to get it done. But this is not going to be – it's going to be a tough game because Aaron Donald is a matchup issue. You saw what he did to the Cowboys. These are no slouches. You got uh, Zach Martin on the right. I mean, he gave Zach Martin fits. The dude is playing – Lights out. You better fight. They they better have a plan for him. If he don't have a plan, and Carson doesn't get that ball out of his hands, it's going to be a it's going to be a rough day. I think it's going to be a rough day. Uh, but I think the whole all, the whole offense needs to work together for the Eagles. But I just think the Rams are going to squeak this one out in Philly. I, that's that's how I feel about it. The spreads one. I think they got it. Peterson's got a plan, man. He's going to get the ball out of his hand. They're gonna they're, they watch the film. Come on. We got we gonna we gonna put a bet on it. Bet on it. Don't put your money where your mouth is, baby. I'm ready. 
We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the bet. We'll, we'll we'll put it on our Instagram story. Make sure you follow Bush and me on Instagram, on 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 the Twitter, and on YouTube to follow us. You know the drill. Tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend, and tell that friend to tell another friend. Cause we're trying to make this thing grow. Appreciate you guys getting ready for week two. Appreciate you, Bush, for doing this from the car, so I can get some good night rest tonight. I just I I, I can't believe. I, I, I can't believe that you uh, that, that we can't do this at 9.30. You, you go to bed. You literally go to bed every night before 9 o'clock. It's ridiculous. But I'm going to let you go and, and start your, your, your hot oatmeal bath and drink your tea and, and get in your robe and snuggle up in the bed because I know that's what you're ready to do. And do my hair. I appreciate it. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Week two. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.